add a bit of sunshine to your home with Easy Living Furniture's Garden Furniture Sale with stunning dining sets, cracking egg chairs and relaxing sun loungers that are in stock and ready for delivery there really is something for everyone and with an extra 10% off sale prices and free delivery over 399 now really is the time to let your garden shine Garden Sale now on Visit Easy Living Furniture Don't miss out Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie Leia Healthcare It's good to live Proud sponsor of The Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry Folks, welcome to a very special edition of The Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare with me, Carl Henry We are live at Bloom Big cheer, everybody we have a massive crowd, we have a lovely couch, and we have the fabulous Marty Morrissey sitting here beside me. How's it going? Very well, uh, Carl. Delighted to be with you. And a beautiful sunny afternoon here at Bloom. So tell us all. I want to know about you. I want to know about life. I want to know about Dancing with the Stars. I want oh. to know absolutely everything uh, to, to pick your brains about your health. Well, to be honest with you, I mean, I've said this to Jake Carter so many times. I really just should have taken off my shirt and I'd have won <laughs> Dancing with the Stars. Don't you agree? I was never... And I was never asked to take off my shirt, by the way. <laughs> I wonder why. How, um, inten- how intense is it? Because I'm watching it on TV, and every week it just looks... It's so hard. Yeah. What's the training like, and how did you find it? Well, when uh, Larry Bass from Shinnewell, the TV company that uh, does Dancing with the Stars, came to me around September, October, um, initially I really uh, said no. Uh, and then he came back to me again and said, look, this would be good, good fun. Um, so when I did eventually sign up, I had no idea what it was going to be like. It was one of the best things I have, uh, I've ever done in, in, for me. Not just for the participation and the involvement and learning or trying to learn how to dance, but genuinely it was, it was for the health reason as well. Like, as you all know, um, the, da- the professional dancers are in fantastic shape. And you go in and you have lunch. Uh, Ksenia, who uh, was my partner, you know, they're, they're at lunchtime, they'd be eating salads, uh, drinking loads of water, and there am I with a big fry-up and a Coca-Cola. <laughs> and after about three or four days, uh, they didn't actually try and persuade you. they just make you feel guilty. <laughs> you really shouldn't be having all that start of stuff. So then I started drinking loads of water, uh, and it was amazing that you actually can survive on a lot less than what you think, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Now, it took me a while, but over the, I was in uh, dancing from, we started at the end of November uh, and practicing for three weeks before Christmas. We took a week off at Christmas and then came back again 29th, 30th of December and at it again because the first program was the first Sunday in January. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got the P45 uh, in the end of February, I'd lost over a stone. Wow. And some of it was, a lot of it was the exercise because we'd start, all the professional dancers, um, they live in, when they're, when they're brought over from England or Russia, wherever they're from, uh, Ksenia was staying in DCU. So make it easier, I used to pick her up in the mornings and then we'd go down to Liffey Trust beside the Gibson Hotel and we'd practice there from about nine, half nine. Uh, we'd have a lunch, uh, as I just told you, grass as I used to call them. <laughs> we'd, we'd go for grass because there was so little on the plate, uh, drink loads of water again. And we'd leave it around 7, 8 o'clock. And as the program was getting nearer, we'd keep going maybe until 9. That's a long day. Yeah. It didn't improve me one little bit, <laughs> I have to say. But and the w- fun we had was fantastic. And prior to the show, were you 
a good dancer? Were you one of those wedding dancers like myself? I was one of those wedding dancers, Carl, because uh, I'm from West Clare. And uh, like when, when I was told my first dance was to Joe Dolan's um, Me Oh My, you know that one? And I thought, Joe Dolan, love Joe Dolan. I know how to jive. So I started doing this with Ksenia, you know, back and forth. Eh, eh, no, 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 in her broken English. So that's not a jive. So I uh, learned, it was head up and shoulder back and all this. Sort of, the frame, will I ever forget those two <laughs> words, the frame? And um, it was, I ended up having to get uh, physiotherapy mm -hmm. because you just wouldn't be using those muscles. So, um, hi there, how are you? <laughs> um, but it, it, you know what was great about it, Carl? It was funny now, just we get a reaction like that because it was a real family show mm. and people at six o'clock, half six on a Sunday evening, I don't think there's ever been a, and as you know, Carl, I do sport, but there's there's nothing really like Dancing with the Stars to bring a family together. And I got loads of letters uh, and emails from families, from parents. They said that they sat down with their children, whether they were from six, seven to 27. It just brought people together. And I think this year's crowd felt the same way. And how nerve wracking is it to walk out for particularly on the first week? To do a live dance in front of five or six hundred thousand people watching the show. But you know, Carl, it's funny you say to yourself, you know, I love, I love music and I love dancing. I can do a waltz, uh, I can dance a clair set, I can do a jive, not brilliantly. But they were my kind of dances, if you know what I mean. Okay. And then you have to say this whole new experience. And I was grand December until the first Saturday, uh, the, Saturday the, the program was Sunday night, Saturday evening we were brought down for rehearsals. And I was the last one out that, that Sunday night. And uh, I, we were still rehearsing at the back. But when I came out and they started playing Joe Dolan, all I could hear was laughter. Because I forgot that all the people I work with, the camera, the sound guys, so they were, they were just bursting their sides <laughs> laughing at me. But it was that kind of, you know, it was an experience. And it was nerve-wracking. I would have to say I was a bit nervous. Um, and I was grand up to the day of the event, but you would be nervous because you don't want to make a total idiot out of yourself. You well, know? You'd have to be. And so, like Jake was a brilliant dancer. So was Anna Geary. I mean, uh, Deirdre Kane, Aaron McGregor. Um, so, we, I mean, Bernard O'Shea and myself knew exactly where we were. Second last and last in terms of talent. Speaking of Bernard O'Shea and yourself. Yes. So myself and my good wife watched, uh, we watched the, the programs that you did together. Yes. I'm fascinated by the, the second one, the army one. Uh, that and, was and tough. the challenge, that was hard. That was hard. I, uh, Bernard said to me when we were doing the dancing, uh, because genuinely, I know people say this all the time, because I never did a reality show ever until this thing. But we all got on well. And uh, I know even today I was getting on a WhatsApp, it's Aaron McGregor's birthday today, so we're all wishing her birthday, happy birthday. But Bernard kept saying to me, I'd love to do a program with you. And I said, yeah, 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 no problem. You know, you see it, you know the way the business works. Yeah, said, yeah, yeah, I'd love to do a program. It'll never, pigs will fly. And lo and behold when uh, Larry Bass, again from Shinnewill, the people who do the dancing, picked up the idea from, from Bernard. He ran with it to RT, and RT, to their great credit, decided to do it. We had a ball. I never laughed as much. Really? No, no, because Bernard is very, he's just timing his, he just thinks on his feet, it's just magic, it's just Bernard, that's him. He's a great guy, a great time for him. And the physicality of the army one was, in the, the challenges you were set, the swimming, and you had a fear of the water from recollection. Big time I had a fear of the water, yeah. And yet uh, you were made to wade out with the, the backpack. It was, like, it was phenomenal. Yeah, and I mean, I, the, the guy that was roaring at us in the middle How of the How did weekend, you handle that? That's, that's I, what I really want. If, anyone, if, you have, if you haven't seen these shows, they're on the Orgy Player, watch them back. 
Mark, you screamed that as an understatement. You were absolutely roared at by a very demand, very big drill sergeant yeah. style army ranger who was trying to rile you in every which yeah. way. If that was me now, I, would, I wouldn't have lasted. I would have actually reacted. And of course, you didn't. How, how did you manage that? We didn't because when, when, when the camera, when somebody moved away, I said to Bernard, what is wrong with your man? <laughs> like, this is a TV program. That's supposed to be that serious. But he was doing his thing. He was trying to force us into, into it, you know. But, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, a, it was an, a big adventure. Abseiling down by the Cliffs of Moher and I, was a bit scary now. Um, but it was, it was all just something, you know how you do, it's good to do something outside your comfort zone and do something a little bit challenging uh, for yourself. And uh, that's, uh, it was a great opportunity. I enjoyed it immensely. And hopefully we, we might get a chance to do uh, one or two more. Folks, you're listening to the Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare with me, Carl Henry. We are live uh, from Bloom in the Healthy Way Garden with uh, Board Bia and Healthy Ireland. Delighted to be joined by Marty Morrissey. We're having lots of chats through Dancing with the Stars through the other TV programs that you've done. Talking about TV, mm. um, we had Claire Byrne on a couple of a couple of shows ago, and one of the thing, big things I asked her was, was that always the goal? Was that the plan that she mm. wanted to do? Um, and I asked the same question to yourself because you are, I, I haven't worked at Bloom before. I've worked at Plowing before, right. and it's like it's like Elvis has risen and re <laughs> and, and and come back from the dead when you hit uh, Plowing. It's mental that you're so popular and people really respond to seeing on television. Was television? the goal Absolutely how did you get not. into it no it was a fluke and i do appreciate the people and I, I value it every day of my life and thank god for it that people seem to like what i what i do uh, but i've often said and i know i'm quoted for it that i take my job seriously but i don't take myself and i think it's the only way you can try and hopefully have good health to go through life with that attitude because if you start believing the, the hype she you know god say so you need to stay grounded it's only a, it's only tv at the end of the day no, when I was in when I was in school in Flannans, I, I first of all wanted to do medicine, and uh, I worked my backside off to get the points, and I wanted to cure the world and meet all the lovely nurses as well. <laughs> and I discovered in my third year when I was doing anatomy, I was dissecting human bodies, and I said, you know what, this is not for me. And I was happy to be on the football team in UCC at the time, so the professor of anatomy, professor of medicine, the dean of medicine. Uh, said to me, you know, why don't you do branch off and do a science degree? So I did my science degree, and then as a result, I did my HDIP, and I was lucky to get a job in uh, Spanish Point, in oh, very yeah. near home. They were just going from from uh, girls' secondary boarding school to a co-educational. And uh, from that, um, I was always involved in football and hurling. And my own club were in a county final, under-21 final against Milton Malby, the neighbouring club arch-rivals. And the local post office owner, Patrick Galvin, said, we're going to do a video, and we want you to do the commentary on it. And I said, not a hope. I couldn't do it. I have no idea how to do it. And he said, please, please. So I suggested Patrick Murray, John McCarthy, Ben Power, all my own friends. They wouldn't do it. And at half 11 on the Saturday night, I agreed to do it. Now, Carl, where I'm from, we love our traditional music, mm -hmm. and we love socializing, and we love partying, and we love football. So they brought the tractor and trailer from my village of Quilty down the six, seven miles down to Dumbeg. There was, no, there was no stand. And then on the tractor and trailer, they put up scaffolding. This is just for an under-21 county final. And put up a bit of, because it was October, and the, the wild Atlantic wind was coming in over us. So anyway, I went down, I met a guy called Pascal Brooks, who was also starting off uh, doing camera work, and well, I had a ball. 
And our second game that we ever did, and now this is like the dark ages now, Carl. People then went to the Quilty Tavern, uh, which was the pub that we used to own when I was a kid, and they paid 50 pence in to watch. Isn't that, that, that sound like the dark to ages? To watch the game. To watch the game. No way. And that's how they paid. I wasn't, I wasn't getting paid because it was my club or anything like that. But Pascal had to get paid. So that's how they paid for it. And then the second game was a Munster Club hurling final. In Thurless. So I went from the tractor and trailer to Thurless. Now, Thurless wowed me. I said, oh, God, I could get used to this. This is great <laughs> crack. So uh, I, that's kind of when I got the initiative. And Mary Kate Galvin, God love her and God rest her, she um, was encouraging me to write to RTE. So I applied to RTE for about three years and never got a chance until somebody was kind enough to say, would you ever either get rid of this guy <laughs> or give him a break? And I remember getting uh, a break. They, they were asking, they asked Frank Whelan, who was Tim O'Connor. Tim O'Connor was the head of sport. Frank Whelan rang me one day and says, uh, we'd like you to do uh, Dublin Roscommon uh, in Croke Park on Sunday. And I said, Grant, when will I get the result of this? And he said, you'll get the result of it on Sunday night. And I said, gee, that's very fast. That's not like RTE. The game. I said, uh, oh, Grant. And I said, who will I talk to? And he said, well, you'll be talking to the nation. And that was the way how he told me I was going to be used for the first time. Wow. And that's how it happened. And I've been more or less doing it since. And how do you handle the pressure components of it? So in terms of particularly nowadays with social media, mm. Instagram, uh, Snapchat, all of that, mm. um, criticism has never been greater in mm. terms of people watching TV, even our own show, Operation Transformation is the same. How do you manage that? Uh, do you look at it? Do you, yes. do you not look at it? Um, no, you, you do. If you see something you don't like, how do you, how do you deal with it? Do you know what, you know, when you see something that's really nice on social media, you say, not lovely, not great. Sometimes I might respond to that. And then when somebody is critical or is not nice, it actually bothers you. Mm, of course it does, yeah. Uh, because you're human. And you say, well, maybe he or she is right. And then you say, maybe they're not. And then you think about it and kind of, but I never respond. But I always take it in. I absorb it and say, well, maybe I shouldn't do that. You know, that sort of way. Okay. But social media... I mean, Twitter can be very negative. Mm -hmm. Instagram seems to be more positive. But the general rule of thumb is I kind of use it to uh, promote work, to yep. promote RTE, to promote the game, the Sunday sports, Sunday game, or indeed here at, here at Bloom. Uh, but generally speaking, I don't indulge in anything that's other than, than work-orientated because I think there's a, a, a line in the sand. How are you? There's a neighbor of mine from home. There you go. Cut it to talk to. Kahamwa. And um, in, in terms, so, do you so if you read something and, you know, you, you begin to think it, do you surround yourself with people on either work or, or personal level that you can bounce that off and say, yeah. did I do that or did I do, or, you know. Yeah, my, my colleagues are very good. I mean, we're our worst critics, you know. I mean, you come off uh, a match and I'll always uh, ring home and I said, was that okay or did I handle that all right or you know, should Carl really have been sent off? Or you ask one of your own colleagues. Because you, you want to get it right. You want to make sure, and you want to be fair. Because to be given the power of the microphone is a gift. And you should never abuse it. Uh, and remember, the person you're talking about has a family, has a wife, uh, a partner, whatever it is, brothers, sisters, and they're affected by it. So you have to be gentle in your criticism, I think. Now, there are others who you know, shout their mouths off, and good for them, that's their thing, but it wouldn't be my style. And what's the hardest bit of com commentary or game or event that you've ever had to, is there was any particular moment that stood out as a really hard moment where you learned a lot from, I, or that was just that I, was just tough? I remember doing a junior 
wait for this now, Carl. <laughs> a Junior C hurling final in Clare. And it was between uh, Bodike. Bodike, who was the other one? It was a Broadford, I think. And I went, uh, I went with the numbers. That me or somebody else? That, I went with the numbers. And I thought, this guy, Carl Henry, my God, he's everywhere. Until I copped on that Carl Henry was actually number nine, but they were giving me his number 19, 20, 21, and I thought he was the same guy. So the, they, were, they were playing with the, same, with the same number. Yeah, yeah. So I said, never go. You have to kind of... It annoys me if I get a player recognition wrong. So I always... And the hurling is more difficult now because they change helmets. Uh, so you really have to go with the body shape. Uh, and uh, we all have different body shapes, whatever it is. Um, so it's, it's a little bit more difficult, but always enjoyable. Okay. You, you, you obviously love it. There's no doubt about that. Um, talk to me through your own, suppose your own health. What does Marty Marcy do? Does he run? Does he swim? Does he cook? Does he, you know? Well, he definitely doesn't swim anyway, considering <laughs> There's I There's a lovely pool over there. You yeah, yeah. That's we, about, we had swimmers that's in my, earlier on. That's my paddling. <laughs> that's about it. Um... I learned a lot from Ksenia, actually, and, and the dancers about proper diet, to be honest with you. And I also learned during the dancing that you don't have to have a big feed up uh, after six or seven o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm trying. I put it on a small bit again afterwards because I stopped doing the relentless uh, training. Um, I like to cycle at home. I like to walk. Um, but I'd like to do a lot more. I know in my stupidity, I went back playing with the over 40s Clare team. Did you? No yeah. way. They no gave way. me 27 seconds to play against Galway about two weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, we great cracked. It was all just a bit of fun. We're playing Roscommon tomorrow, uh, which I'm hoping to get down to if I can. But it was it kind of, in my head, I'm still 24, do you know? And I, I, I still think I can do things with a ball. No, I was a very average lad to prepare for that. But I mean, I'm, I'd like just to be participating. Play five-a-side soccer if I'm in Dublin, in UCD, or in uh, Rap Mines, or in, at home, Milton Albury, if I get home. I play with the lads. I've always tried to keep the connection with home, because home is uh, where my heart is. But, um, huh? We're a good goalie, good. apparently. See now? Insider knowledge. You I should, like it. You I like should it. have the microphone. <laughs> Spread that to everyone. Nobody will believe you. Uh, uh, but it, nah, but but it was um, I suppose uh, that kind of thing. I mean, I'd love to play golf, but golf takes too bloody long. To be perfectly honest, I don't have the time for it. So I'm kind of and I I drive an awful lot, Carol. Unfortunately, because I'm the GA correspondent and deeply honoured to be. But I could be in Donegal on Monday and I could be in Kilkenny on Tuesday. And sometimes you get tired and you go for the fizzy drinks or the bar of chocolate. And that's that. They'd be my weaknesses, uh, to be honest. So I'm trying my best to drink loads of water. That that to me is still the best of them all, you know. Okay. And it, so sport and Gaelic seems to be very much, it's interlinked with your life. Do you have anything outside of? What do you do do on downtime outside of outside of that or outside of sports? Do you have anything that that you switch off with? Uh, no, not well. I love to cycle, as I say. Yeah. If I'm down at home, I, I would cycle a good bit. And. Uh, uh, the life is kind of, unfortunately, my life balance it. is wrong, Carl. Yeah. I'd be the first one to tell you. Uh, it, it needs to be better, better balanced. But my father died 15 years ago, so I have a, a mother that's home alone. So I try okay. and see her on a Monday if I can. So that takes up a day. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And then I'm filming Tuesday. I have to be back to edit Thursday and Friday, prepare matches Saturday, Sunday. It's kind of, you know. Well, you, lo so, you love it, obviously. Oh, I, absolutely. I mean, I'm very privileged to be doing it, you know. And... Uh, very honoured. I mean, I'm very proud to work with RT. The people behind the scenes are so talented and uh, they kind of create an environment where they kind of bring out the best in everybody that's there, you know. So it's good. I'm, I'm very lucky. 
And final question, because now mm. you, you have a really busy day. What does the future hold for Marty Morrissey? Let me see. That's a good question. Um, I don't really... I mean, I suppose I'd like... Uh, broadcasting is in my DNA now, and I love it. I'd like to do other challenges. That's why I'm very lucky that RT allow me to, do the, to be here with uh, Anya Lawler. Mm -hmm. I'm Bloom, and I'm ploughing to do the thing with Bernard and the big adventure. So there's kind of challenges I'd like outside of sport. Yeah. While sport is, will always remain my passion from that point of view, in terms of work, I'd like to do other type of programs, maybe a little bit of radio. I'd love to do an entertainment show. But these are people, all, everybody has those ambitions. Whether they ever become a reality or not, I don't know. But look, we, we live in hope. And I would love to lose about three stone, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Well, one thing, we all, yeah. One thing that certainly comes from chatting to you is you're not afraid to face your fears or push your boundaries or take a, get out of your comfort zone. No. It seems to be, and I suppose, in terms of takeaways, which you try and get for both everyone watching today here at Bloom or for our guests who listen in the podcast, and that's very one of the big takeaways from mm. chatting to you is you don't seem to have a... You know, you're like, you know what, bring it on. I'm going to try and push my boundaries, do something I haven't done before. M more so now, though, Carl, if you yeah. know what I mean. I just feel that I, I've, I've lost a few friends... Uh, through cancer uh, or heart attacks or whatever, and they, they've, they've gone too young. And I'm saying to myself, hey, wait one second, we're, we're alive, we're above ground. Let's not always stay in the safe zone. Let's try things. Let's be a bit adventurous. And that's, that's just my, my nature. My, hero, like my heroes in broadcasting, I love Gay Byrne. I love Michal and Mary Hertig. I love when I was a child listening to Michal or Hare. But I will never do 80 All-Ireland finals like Michal because he's way up there. So, but I'm not, like... You have to follow your own path and do your own thing. And my thing is just, I love being here with all these people and working with Anya, working with the RT or at the plowing or whatever. And that to me is, is kind of embracing life mm -hmm. and being lucky to do it through work. But I would also like to get that life balance right, which I know is your big thing. Uh, but it's hard to do, though. It's yeah. not that easy. You know? Well, it's hard when you when you love what you do, and to yeah. be good at what, particularly for yourself, you have to live it. Yeah, you've got to be immersed in it all the time. I remember I, um, at one of the earlier podcasts we did, I interviewed Mihalomer Hertig under uh, one of the stands in Croke Park during a match day, and he was very much saying the same thing: love what you do. Yeah, um, you know, and then don't be afraid to say no, and no. just because you never know where it's going to end. Well, it's a gift. I mean, everybody, you know, everybody has their own profession. Everybody, every individual has their own talent. Whatever that is, whether it's being a lawyer or uh, working in Duns or a, a fitness uh, expert. Uh, and thanks be to God that we're all different because we're all the same to be awful boring. Uh, so the main thing is, is to pursue your own dreams uh, and try and live as good as you can and live as healthily as you can. Uh, and for me, it would be less traveling would be fantastic. But I don't think it's going to happen in the immediate future anyway. Not in the near future just no. yet. Marty Morrissey, thank you so much for taking You're some welcome, time out of an incredibly busy day here at Bloom. Folks, as always, you've been listening thank to you. the Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare with me, Carl Henry. This is our special episode live from uh, Bloom from the Healthy Way with Board Bia and Healthy Ireland. Have a wonderful day. Take loads of inspiration from my interview with Marty. Loads of those tips. Put them into action. Love what you do and face your fears. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you next week. Slong gafo. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry. <laughs>